Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Croft. And good morning, everybody. We begin a new broadcast week here on Political Coffee. Yes, I am your uh, benevolent dictator talk show host, Jeff Krupp. It is great to have each and every one of you in the audience today. We have um, a great interview today at the bottom of this hour with one of the producers of the movie, Let My People Go. Dr. David Clements will join us at the bottom of the hour today. Uh, to talk about this movie, you have two great opportunities to see this movie. One on the 19th and one on the 20th. The 19th is up in Clackamas County. Don Powers is hosting that event. Dr. Clements and Joel Oatman, the other producer whom we will have on the show on Wednesdays. Podcast host and Broadcaster, genuine smart guy, really was the first to get out there with the anomalies that he was noticing in data having to do with the 2020 election. He and Dr. Clements collaborated on the movie Let My People Go. We're going to talk with them both. Your opportunity to see the movie is the 19th up in Clackamas County or the 20th here in Salem at Life Church. It's $10, not a lot, but both Professor Clements and Joel Oatman will be at these events in person. It's important, friends. It's what's happening with the U.S. Supreme Court deciding to at least review one of these cases is profound, and it may have... Well, it absolutely has profound impacts for us, each of us, as we go forward in our lives. So let me tell you what uh, is going on in Oregon. Uh, remember that billboard that we poked fun at that really has a lot of um, truth behind it? The billboard in downtown Portland. Can you believe this Schmidt? Well, it's got some Portland folks kind of enraged. A nonprofit leader complained to the Oregonian that billboards that criticize local politicians, like this one, are negative. And they hurt the shared vision of trying to revitalize and showcase the vibrant spirit of our beloved city. Those towering billboards are increasingly shaping Portland's identity, impacting a fragile ecosystem that's desperately trying to reinvent itself. She said that she's forced to avoid the billboards when she introduces future clients, no political or motive, money motive here, to Portland, lest they see the billboards and decide not to go elsewhere. As if, the Oregon Catalyst article points out, the clients don't see the near five-mile wall of graffiti on Highway 84. 
So they reached the conclusion, the article does anyway, in the, in the Oregon Catalyst, that these people for Portland billboards are not the problem. They are so the, the solution because they help expose the politicians who are causing the problem and who are not prosecuting criminals who are raising your taxes. Uh, yup. And another um, thing that I wanted to bring up to you is another Oregon Catalyst article that I think uh, raises perhaps the most profound question of all of them. And you know what that is? You you remember these, uh, the OregonWatchdog.com has this article on it, but you're seeing these TV commercials, which I think is a pretty good commercial. The father with the daughter in the, in the store, and she's asking him questions about why he's, you know, picking up the wine bottles and, if you know, is drinking alcohol good for him? And he admits, well, that's really not. Well, that's gotten a lot of pushback from the liberal Oregon wineries. Now, I say liberal because most of these people are liberal and most of them give money to Democrats. They don't like it. I can understand why, because it's, in essence, hurting the Oregon wine industry. Which, by the way, spends millions and millions and millions of dollars in wine commission money at advertising how great Oregon's wines are everywhere. And then the state's running ads criticizing drinking wine, basically saying you shouldn't drink wine. Now, it's a good article, or it's a good commercial. But the Oregon Catalyst asked this question. In fact, I'll have this uh, up on the show plan today. Because here's the headline. What if state TV ad bashed pot like they do wine? Let me say that again. That's the headline. And it asks an important question. What if this state-run TV ad, that's what it is, folks, bashed pot, marijuana, like they do wine? So it it features the picture of the father and the same girl from the same TV ad with new captions. And here's what the captions are. The little girl asked the father, why can't I smoke weed? Father says, because it's not good for you. Is it good for you? No, it's not. But of course, that's why millions of tax dollars go to pot shops And the 2023 Secretary of State's report demands we increase marijuana production. So if you just change the dialogue from wine to marijuana, it's a little different. And they note, once again, we do not have a problem with government health department issuing scientific and medical information on the problems of drinking. This new ad is not the type of helpful ad. And as a result, their credibility with the public will suffer which will diminish their ability to communicate on more dangerous issues. Oregon Health Authority telling Oregonians don't drink wine. You know, there's an old saying, live by the sword, you die by the sword. All of the liberal wineries and liberal people running the wineries that give all of their money to the Democrats are now reaping what those donations and their support 
holding fundraisers. They're reaping the benefits of that. Because now the liberals who run Oregon are bashing their own industry. How interesting. You could say, maybe, that that's the chickens coming home to roost, right? What do you think about that? 503-589-1220. That's the Power Buick GMC talk line. So there's a change in plans. I just got this from Anna from Oregon People's Vote. David Clements and Joel Joe Oatman will not be at the Salem venue. It will only be in purpose or person at the Clackamas venue. Salem will only be showing the movie. Okay, so there you go. It's an update. Thank you for that. And Anna, there seems to be two flyers out there having a different start time for the movie. Uh, one at, uh, I think, one o'clock and one. One says the doors open at 1230 and the film begins at one. And the other one says the doors open at one and the movie starts at two. So we need to get that clarified. I think that's really important that we do that. Thanks, Avis, for sending that to me. 503-589-1220 is the Power Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Let's go to Art. Art, good morning. Good morning, Jeff. Yeah, it's always interesting how the Democrats want to curtail our right to free speech and stuff, especially uh, in the wine industry, because obviously they create a lot of tax revenue in various forms, uh, you know, and... Hey Art, can can you your your uh, connection is not very good. Can can you I'll, hang up and call back? Here yeah, and, I'll try uh, on on a different line. Would you do that, please? I, I'd appreciate that. It's just not okay. coming okay. through All very right. well. well. We'll get back with Art in a moment here. There's another uh, couple of interesting stories. Apparently, there's been some kind of a deal made by Speaker Mike Johnson. It's a Breitbart story, and the White House have along with the Senate have struck a spending framework deal, a giant CR, continuing resolution, of something like $1.5 trillion. And there's there's like a $30 billion total reduction. Well, from the Senate's plans. Okay. That's a little better, but it's a tiny drop in the bucket. Well, the Liberty Daily says Mike Johnson just cemented Kevin McCarthy's debt bomb. Yes. And what Lori Chavez-Dreamer voted for was this debt bomb that Kevin McCarthy put forward. This is the raising of the the debt limit that ensures multi-trillion dollar deficits every year for years to come. That's Kevin McCarthy's legacy. Also, there's another story, but remember the former Congressman Madison Cawthorn? That's the guy in the wheelchair, young man who got elected to Congress, served one term, and then the rhinos went after him. He dropped the ugly truth bomb about the sex-compromised members of Capitol Hill and who's really behind it. 
you know, this all goes back to Jeffrey Epstein, folks. That's what that's all about. 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC Talkland. Cutler, couple other, they found the missing door, by the way, to the Alaska Airlines plane. It is, was apparently found in an Oregon teacher's backyard. <laughs> and somehow they managed to um, tape over the cockpit voice recorder. Jeez. <laughs> How does that happen? Well, at least they found the door, the question, and they've, they've grounded all of those <clears throat> 7379 series birds because this door, there's no way it should have blown open. They better figure that out. Believe me, they better figure it out. By the way, there was a Oregon legislators heard unanimous opposition to tolling in Clackamas County. This was a legislative hearing done by the liberals. And it was ugly. The Portland Tribune article, we'll talk a little bit about that. Art is back. We'll get to him on the other side of this break. Lots to talk about. Plus, we have an exclusive interview with Dr. David Clements, one of the producers of the movie Let My People Go. The documentary, folks. The truth behind J6 and a lot of other stuff. Back in a moment at 620. Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. We are back. It is 22 minutes past the top of the hour. In a moment, we're going to go back to Art, who's on a better line. Uh, the confusion about the showing of Let My People Go here in Salem on the 20th. He's cleared up. The doors open at 1230. And the movie is at 1 p.m. There's a new flyer coming out today. Okay. So there you go. So the 19th event of Let My People Go, which is the night before, right? That location has just been moved to the beautiful Sherwood Center for... The arts in that event has a VIP. The doors open at 6.30, and there's a VIP reception from 6.30 to 7.15. And then at 7.30, Professor Clements, and it's Professor Clements. It's not doctor, my bad, um, will introduce the film. Then after the showing of the film, uh Professor Clements and Joe Oatman will have Q&A. Okay? So there you go. Uh, and, yeah. So again, uh, Joe Oatman and who we will have on the show on Wednesday and Professor Clements, who we're going to have at the bottom of the hour here, will be at the 19th event at the Sherwood Center for the Arts, they will not be at the 20th event here in Salem. 
which is uh, at Life Church. So we'll I'll continue to update you on all of that. Let's go to Art. Art, good morning. Is that better, Jeff? Yeah, hundred percent, buddy. Thanks. Oh uh, well, God, this technology stuff, telephones, batteries, etc. <laughs> pain, pain in the rear. But what I wanted to say was, uh, you know, the wine industry definitely doesn't want you to say anything negative about it. Neither do the Democrats, because all the money they make uh, off that interest industry. The gross receipts tax, Jeff, can you imagine how much money they pay the Oregon government because of that tax? Uh, I'll bet you at least a billion dollars a year. That's just a gross. But the simple fact of the matter is this. Um, you know... Alcohol, there's a lot of alcoholics out there. And truthfully speaking, uh, the wine industry does create a lot of alcoholics because it just does. Um, and, you know, I drink occasionally, and that's fine. But there's a lot of people out there that just cannot, you know, uh, limit themselves. And it creates problems. And then, of course, it costs us, the taxpayers, a lot of money when they have to treat these alcoholics and stuff like that, not to mention drinking and driving and all that kind of stuff. So it's a double standard, Jeff. You know, they want to communicate their message, but... Other people cannot communicate their message. And that's why it's important for us to push back and say, hey, we have First Amendment rights. And if you don't like it, tough patootie. <laughs> uh, oh, that's right. It's a that's huge exactly problem. Right. And by the way, I wanted to mention, I don't know if you caught it, but uh, that Elise Stefanik, I believe her name is, that yes. gal... Um, that Republican uh, was on from New York minutes yesterday and last night and just tore those damn left wing uh, people a new one, which was good to see. We need more leaders that step up to the plate and tell the truth and don't allow the Democrats be the only ones to communicate their message because of the corrupt left-wing news media. That's right. Thank you, Art. I appreciate you pointing out uh, something that, folks, we have to be engaged in constantly. And this is why the movie Let My People Go is important. We you know, the alternative... That, thanks, Art. Uh, the alternative... Media is, I mean, it's talk radio's been, the conservative talk radio has been that alternative media for a long time, around the mainstream media. And after, of course, the 2020 debacle, the election, and, you know, mainstream news outlets shutting down all kinds of alternative media sources, 
We've regrouped. And what we have to do, and these documentaries are a piece of that puzzle. That's why you are, you know, you are the people that can change your world. That's why you know, I talk about this constantly because it's true. You can change your world by having persuasive conversations with persuadable people. The things that you will learn in the movie, Let My People Go, and that we're going to talk about with Professor Clements in just a few minutes. These are things you can share with other people. The only way that we stop so much of this insanity and stupidity, like, and, and thanks, Jim, for sending this article, WAPO article suggesting that houseplant ownership would be bad for the planet. Yes, you having houseplants in your home is bad for the planet. Why? Well, because they have those trucks. Truck, horrible trucks, spewing carbon. These people are crazy. Somebody who isn't, Professor David Clements, and he joins us. And just let my people go. It's the movie. Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. We are back. It is minutes from the top of the hour. Welcome back to Political Coffee. Lots to talk about there in Oregon and in America. The new Portland billboard about the woke DA, Mike Schmidt. Won't prosecute the bad people that keep destroying downtown Portland. Well, that new billboard has got people angry. Well, because they they don't like, you know, trying to pitch Portland to people. And you got billboards and you got, you know, five miles of graffiti on I-84 and so on and so forth. Plus, Oregon's number three poorest state. It's almost at the bottom for real after-tax income. Boy, there's so much to talk about, but as I promised, we are uh, blessed to have Professor David Clements joining us. We hosted him last year at the River Church. Professor Clements, welcome. Great to have you back on the show again. Hey, Jeff. It's good to be with you. So you have produced this movie, this documentary, rather, Let My People Go. So i got to ask you, why did you do this, and what do you hope to achieve with it? Well, it was a byproduct of traveling to 47 states over the last three years, giving uh, hours-long presentation of evidence, and uh, I was tired. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> okay. I needed a way to scale the presentation and, and also do it in a more compelling way. I mean, we you know what works, you know what evidence resonates with people, you know what's sure. invalidated, done it as long as I have. But um, I wanted people to hear directly from the experts. And so we had nation-state vulnerability experts with Q and SCI clearances. These are the highest clearances on planet Earth. Uh, you hear from them. And we really, really, I think, do a terrific job of weaving a coherent start-to-finish 
breakdown of what's going wrong with our elections. I think it's the most accessible film on on election subversion. And uh, we also give people a prescription for hope. So that that's what I'm concerned about going into the next nine months before the general election is, are there ways to improve the election terrain to ensure that we don't have someone in office that did not legitimately win? Well, many of us who believe that the 2020 election was stolen believe that's the situation as it sits today with this guy who purports to be the president that's sitting in 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. So, okay. So you, you have experts, people with the highest of credentials that you, you bring up in this film and you interview them and you talk about the issues. What recommendations are you making in the film? What recommendations are they making in the film so that we don't have a repeat of 2020? Well, I, there's there's a little bit of both. So the experts don't necessarily make the recommendations. What they do is they highlight not just potential subversion of the system. They they bring up actual evidence on something that they're experts in, and that accomplishes a couple things. Um, it, it tells you that you're you've got defective products at best that are designed to be subverted. And so there are many different moving parts of the system. You've got e-poll books, you've got tabulators, you've got right. election mm-hmm. management systems, and if you're not familiar, your audience isn't familiar with them. Every single one of those uh, products are, in, in their in their opinion, designed to be manipulated. They, they aren't, they're, they're open systems for a reason. We used to have closed systems in this country. We didn't have the third world country elections that we've got now. So we, we not only bring up the actual evidence of them being subverted over the last three years, we get the prescription in, in uh, a demand that comes from the American people. And this is, is quite simple. If you have fraud that enters into the equation, I don't care what state you go to, in Oregon, Texas, New Mexico, wherever I've gone, if you look at your election code, the first provision that's stated in your code You'll have some sacrosanct thing about how special the votes are and that there's a trust there, that, that they're, they're, everyone that's participating in the election uh, administration is duty-bound to protect the vote of the people of Oregon. It'll be written in, in such a way that's very, very – I'm paraphrasing here. Right, well, what right. happens if you put the election clerks or supervisors and the canvassing boards, those that certify your election results, on notice that you've got defective products? Well, there are provisions in the Oregon Code, as well as every other code, on what happens when you don't protect the vote. And these can be misdemeanors. They can be uh, felony uh, charges. And, and the point is, is that everyone thinks that you only violate your election code if you're caught hacking or if you're caught stuffing a ballot box. No, you can violate your election code through omission, meaning when things are brought to your attention and you do nothing about them. And so the, the film actually gives you every single argument, every single piece of evidence that you need to confront feckless politicians that have broken their trust, anchored in the law, making demands to get to a closed system, withholding certification for, for votes. And we've seen people follow through with this in Cochise County this past November. Right. There were two elected right. supervisors that said, I don't care what you threaten me. You can threaten me with arrest. You can indict me. I've seen too much. I cannot certify this knowing that there was a fraudulent process. Now, uh, ironically, 
the selected attorney general there, Chris Mays, who won by allegedly 50 votes. Right. This was alongside Carrie Lake and, and many other people that, that lost their, their races because of cheating, is the one that arrested and indicted those two. And so people might be listening going, well, what, what do you mean? <laughs> uh, why would you recommend something that could lead to someone being, being arrested? And my point is this. The problem isn't that they stood up. The problem is that we didn't have 3,000 more clerks across the country that did the same thing. And I think that's where we're at. We're at this Red Sea moment in time uh, where clerks and supervisors are figuring out this isn't worth the paycheck. We've got to do something. And so this film will actually equip clerks, canvassing boards to find their courage and give the American people an assignment to stand with them. Uh, We've got basically 20 uh, commission meetings that you can basically show up for over the next 10 months. Every, every county's got their functional equivalent of uh, a board of supervisors meeting or a county commission meeting. We need to start having consistent conversations with not just the same three or four tired election patriots in there. We need those rooms packed. And I, that, this film serves to, to give you a vision for that. Friends, we're talking with Professor David Clements, who's a former federal prosecutor, a former college professor, uh, teaching law, who was fired because he dared to question the 2020 elections, at least in part. He is producing this film. I, I want you to go to the website for this film. It's Let My People Go, all one word, Let My People Go dot movie. Let My People Go dot movie. You can stream this field or this film rather. You can buy the DVD on Frank's speech. You can stream them both on Frank's speech or buy the DVD. So on the 19th, friends, which is Friday night, you can go to the the venue has now been moved for the Friday night venue to the Sherwood Arts Center. Doors open there at 630. There's private VIP reception from 630 to 715. That's been expanded a little bit now. It was sold out. It isn't not uh, sold out anymore, but the event is not sold out. Now, you can get tickets at eventbrite.com. That's eventbrite, B-R-I-T-E, eventbrite.com, and forward slash let my people go showing. And and it, you can find and, and get tickets there. We're also holding a showing of this in Salem. The next day. Now, Professor Clements, you and bring in Joe into this process. And and why did you include him and why is he touring with you? And and the two of you are going to be at the the 19th showing. So so why did you bring in Joe? Well, Joe Oltman is a tech CEO and system architect expert. He actually is the CEO of a company named PIN, which is the second largest data aggregator (laughs) on planet earth behind Google. Wow. Wow. And uh, so he was actually someone who came up with the model that was being used without any help from, of course, these, these corrupt vendors and predicted the runoff race in Georgia. If you'll recall, uh, you had Republicans that were up in the middle of the night. He predicted the day before when he was count, when he was debriefing uh, counsel for Mike Pompeo, that you guys have a ticking time bomb on your hands. This is what's going to happen. And they all laughed at him. Well, sure enough, in the middle of the night, 
They stopped counting. Uh, the Republicans were leading. The system was rebooted, comes back up, and you had a flip. Uh, that got their attention, but it also put Joe Altman's life in uh, very, very uh, big risk because he also was the first person to identify Eric Coomer, who was a former vice president for Dominion Systems who holds right. patents for adjudication the process. And uh, during the reopen movement across the country due to places being shut down and man, uh, with mandates, Joe Altman was actually leading that movement, and Antifa put him kind of on their list of uh, we don't like this guy. Let's shut him down. Well, Joe received credible intelligence that there were a lot of journalists out there that were, in fact, Antifa actors. He uh, breached that meeting and uh, overheard Eric Coomer say, don't worry about Trump winning the 2020 election. I make effing sure he would lose. So you can see why he's integral to the telling of the story. Professor, can, can you hang on uh, two minutes through the break? I'd like to finish up with you on the other side. Sure. That's Professor David Clements back in a moment. The movie's Let My People Go. Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. It's 10 minutes till the top of the hour. In just a moment, we'll be back and conclude with Professor David Clements on the movie Let My People Go, which you can see on the uh, the 19th up in Sherwood, where Professor Clements and Joe Altman will be in person And you can also see it on the 20th here in Salem. We'll keep updating you on that. Go to letmypeoplego.movie. Letmypeoplego, all one word, dot movie. I want to thank Freedom Heating and Air for being one of our incredible sponsors of both this radio show and this radio station. They built an amazing business over 50 years, over 50 years in the Mid-Valley area. We've got some serious cold weather coming really soon. And if your heating system isn't working, do yourself a big favor. Give them a call. They'll come out, assess what's going on, and they'll get it fixed. And they do it right away. They're head and shoulders above anybody else when it comes to emergency services. 503-580-1456, 580-1456. Professor Clements, um, got to ask you, you know, in this whole journey you've been on, that's culminated, at least for the moment, with the We the or the Let My People Go movie. This has cost you a lot personally. You just you just talked about Joe Altman being on the radar of Antifa and and those kinds of things. What about you personally? You and your family. What what has this journey cost you? Well, right now, it's really cost me my name. Um, I was a highly regarded prosecutor. I was the 2016 Prosecutor of the Year in uh, Lincoln County, which I oversaw prosecutions there. I had, you know, eight first-degree murder convictions, uh, just a very, very storied career there. And then as a law professor for three years, two out of three years, I was recognized for the highest honor that the college had to offer for teaching excellence. And out of the, the two times I was nominated, I, I won the award the very day before I was suspended for talking about 
uh, things that you're not allowed to talk about, which are stolen elections and a jab that didn't provide true informed consent. And um, so it's basically turned my my bank account upside down because I I didn't have a six-figure job anymore. Um, But really, it's the name where you Google your name and it's just been, it's been eviscerated by legacy media outlets. Um, but I, I think I've done enough over the past three years where the people that know, know, and, and they know the quality of our work and, and they, they've been awakened to what the media has become, um, what the FBI has become. All of these institutions that at one point, if they were to say something bad, bad about you, you couldn't rehab. There's such patent distrust for yeah, the old school. Media right. That's that now it's more of a badge of courage and I'm, I'm still surviving, but um, make no illusions. I, I, I know that if we don't write the ship in our elections there, it's just going to get worse. And so um, the story that I share is uh, yeah, it's been painful, but it's nothing compared to, you know, the Jake Langs, the John Mellis's, these are the people that have been locked up for over three years without trial uh, in a cell because they just used their common sense and said, whatever happened on November 3rd, it's not right. Uh, we brought up Joe Altman. Uh, you know, he's got bulletproof glass, sleeps with an AR-15 by his, his, his bed. He's had people come to his house. I was just at an event in Richmond, Virginia, and we got news that, uh, you know, an unidentified black vehicle was in his driveway while his wife was there. I mean, this has become the reality for people in this movement, that if you're effective, you're going to be either be destroyed by the press or you're going to have your families bullied. My wife's received probably 40 death threats on her phone um, when we were doing an audit here in New Mexico. Um, so it, it's it's not preferable, but the, the only uh, option is to stop telling people the truth. And we've come so far. And this, this conversation is great because I'm talking to people now that get it. I was yeah, out on that's the right. Ago by myself, for the most part, people are looking at me like, surely, David, it's not everywhere. It's just in a handful of places. No, the elections can't be that rigged. And people have come to their own abiding conviction. And most people, we're talking about 70 to 75% uh, of all voters, feel more or less the same way that I do. They may not be able to articulate it with the same amount of precision, but intuitively they're like, there is no way Joe Biden got 81 million votes. There's no way that we had 95% voter turnout in an election. It just didn't happen. And they're right. That's right. That's right. It, it didn't happen. Just quickly in the last few seconds, what do you what what's the biggest takeaway you want people to take away from coming to see this movie? That they have to think of themselves as a modern day abolitionist. This is a slave trade. When people take your voice away from you, that's your vote. They take away effectively everything. But it's been done in such a sterile way that we're not even aware of it. Uh, so so ponder what the good works were of the great abolitionists of our time and, and see yourself in that role going forward saying we don't have to use defective machines in our elections. Professor David Clements, ladies and gentlemen, uh, please go to the, the website, let my people movie and come to either one of these two events. The one on the 19th Friday night, which you go to eventbrite.com slash let my people go to get to buy a ticket to get signed up to be that'll be in the Sherwood Arts uh, Center or here in Salem on the 20th and that's oregonpeoplesvote.com professor i look forward to seeing you on the 19th for sure 
And great to get caught up with you again. And congratulations on such an important documentary. Thank you, Jeff. Take care. Professor David Clements. Um, got a text message. Uh, I believe it was the British with the Chinese and opium. A drug population is easier to control. Welcome to Oregon, a drug-controlled state with increase in street crime due to drugs. It's the place to live and vacation. Uh, Michael writes an email. Way back in the day, a memory so far away, I put it to the could-be future leaders of whatever that they'd been under the age of contract should refrain from consumption. He's talking about drugs and so forth. Yep, I told them they could do their thing, and I had no problem with it. But my advice was to let their bodies at least mature to the age of 18. Seems to have worked. At least they're not in the news. Great show. And blank to Ronnie, <laughs> he said that shaft song is still ruminating in my head. Dang it. And Tim sent an email, said, I want to remind everybody the Salem City Council meets tonight. We should attend. They may discuss the Revenue Task Force Commission tonight. That's a great point. Great point. Doug writes an email about negative billboards and politicians are a problem. Cry me a river. These same people don't want the stories to come out about how they're blackmailing American politicians. At least they don't want us to think so. When people start hanging... That's what we will know. That's when we will know that we have turned a corner against the kleptocratic death cult. As long as we believe the genocidal shot wasn't intentional, they win. Statism ideas so good, they have to be mandatory. He says elections have nothing to do with cleaning up the judicial system. Good luck voting out all the corrupt ju judges. Well, we need to. We need to vote them out. But then we need to go after the people that are creating corrupt judges, corrupt legislators, don't you think? Who would that be? Who benefits? A lot to talk about. Folks, back tomorrow, I hope you will be too. Keep praying for this great nation, this great state, and then stand up and fight. Otherwise, you're going to lose everything you hold dear. See you tomorrow.